You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. It is Friday, end of the week. I'm Karen Gibas along with Becky Barrett. And we are live here at the Chancery in Rapid City. We're having a great show. We are. I want to remind all of our listeners that if you have enjoyed any of our interviews and if you would like to hear the replay of them, you can always catch every show Monday Monday through Friday on Saturday. We do a replay on Saturday. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, all day Saturday. My kids always point out to me, hey, mom. You're so talented. You buy Located. Nice. You're on the radio and here. Well, like, you know, that joke is like really old, but I'll give it to you one more Saturday. <laughs> and then, of course, you can always find a podcast anywhere you can find your podcast at realpresenceradio.com and in your know, Apple Store or wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. And you can catch. Um, a uh, replay then download one of the interviews send it to somebody if you yes. if we're going to talk about spiritual direction if you have somebody in mind who would make an excellent per- candidate for spiritual direction or maybe would be good as a spiritual director maybe you want to send them this interview you can find that on realpresenceradio.com Right, and so to talk about this school, Covenant School of Spiritual Direction, we have Deacon Greg Sass. He is the director of, or the assistant director, excuse me, of Deacon Formation assistant, and yes. lay and, ministry in the Diocese of Rapid City. And director of the permanent diaconate, so That's, I got a, lot, yes. got a lot of different hats. <laughs> wow. So They're making it complicated to introduce them. I mean, Jacques I had know. two titles, he's got three. I, w- I forgot to ask Jacques how many more things they're going to throw at him, and, and you too, Deacon Greg, how many more... I, the world of nonprofit, right? Right, exactly. exactly. Well, if you just trust in God, you do the things that God wants you to do. It takes care of itself, and you don't have to worry about the th- other things that people throw at you. You can say no at times. Right, which so. is, that's wisdom. No. If anything else you get from this interview, the wisdom of Deacon Greg Sass right there. Well, and that'll, I'll uh, give credit to my wife, Nancy, because she keeps telling me, if you're going to do that, what are you going to give up? You got it. So, the importance of a deacon wife uh, yes. in that yep. relationship helps make better deacons. So that's a beautiful, beautiful testimony to how how much of a, a woman that Nancy is that she can say to you, "What else? Are you, what are you going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has her own reasons for this, for some of those. <laughs> So, what is this Covenant School of Spiritual Direction? How did it come about? Well, uh, maybe a little bit about what spiritual direction is, because a lot sure. of people don't even know what spiritual direction is. Yeah. And so, you can kind of think of spiritual direction as someone to help you with your communications with God. All of us, hopefully, in our prayer lives, we're talking to God, and oftentimes, well, what's God saying to me? I don't understand it, or I'm difficulty communicating with him. And so we bring in kind of this third party, the spiritual director, to kind of help facilitate that conversation. Uh, and so um, I think of it as kind of a triangle. This was an image I'd get seen from, uh, I think it was the Bishop of Phoenix, uh, where he was describing spiritual direction. So you got God on top and the directee, uh, you're mm-hmm. communicating, you're sure. talking back and forth. But oftentimes we have trouble understanding what God's saying to us. And so the spiritual director's role is to help with that communication, help to understand that. And being guided by the Holy Spirit, the director, uh, really the Holy Spirit is directing, uh, but the, the spiritual director listening to the Holy Spirit helps that person understand what God is saying to them. 
helping them understand their role. And so it's really to help build that relationship between God and the individual is really what the spiritual director's role is. And it's something that's been around forever. Uh, the, uh, the Covenant School of Spiritual Direction is really based on St. Ignatius. Uh, many, many of us have heard of the spiritual exercises. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's kind of, it's, uh, this particular school is really based on, on uh, what St. Ignatius taught us. And, and we talk about rules of discernment and things like that. And so... Uh, so, and again, there's different models of spiritual direction, but this is this is one that that uh, I was trained in. This is one that um, um, I uh, uh, am most familiar with. And so, how it came about was uh, shortly after I was ordained, um, I was asked to join Terra Sancta. Had this program development uh, committee. And um, Deacon Marlon Lowe, who had just started working for the diocese, didn't feel that was appropriate for him to be on that committee and working for the diocese. So I was invited, my wife and I were invited to join that committee. In the very first meeting, they're talking about all these things they've been discussing for a couple years now. And I'm saying, well, if we're going to be doing those things, we really need to have some trained spiritual directors. And... So that's kind of what started it. Uh, <laughs> so you kind of put yourself in the position. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did know it at the time. Uh, I actually, uh, you know, Susan Safford, uh, who was the, uh, working for the diocese at the time, I said, you need to work on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was good at delegating. She was good. Yes. yes. And so, uh, so I kept prompting, you know, her and, you know, praying about it, if that's what we need to do. And then in 2017, now I come work for the diocese. Uh, and so I stepped off that committee, kind of the same reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm a little more able to, Susan, what are you doing about this? And so we started some internal conversations. And um, and then actually last fall, because, again, Carol Brown uh, up at Sioux Spiritual Center, uh, she came on board. She's doing a lot of spiritual direction-related uh, things. And so... She actually had this group, uh, the school, the Alleluia School of Spiritual Direction out of Georgia, had come up to do an eight-day retreat. And so while they're there, she's talking about it, and Mike and Bev Furman, who run that school down there, said, this would be an absolutely beautiful place to have a school of spiritual direction. And Carol, because we've been talking to her, goes, hmm. So Susan and I went up there. We met with Mike and Bev and Carol, uh, and... And they're willing to help help us out, and so suddenly, it's a reality. It's a reality. <laughs> it's becoming a reality yes. and, before your eyes. <laughs> and it goes again. So it's really going much faster than I anticipated. But again, ultimately, it was you know I've been praying about this since about 2014, and so you know sometimes things take a while. And 17 years, you know, or seven years later, here we are going to be starting this school and when god says now it is time things fall it's, into yep. place right yes. yes so let's go back a little bit mm-hmm. too um so we have you have this school you guys are in the formation period mm-hmm. you know the basic startup of it kind of like yes. we talked with vsi yes, the yeah. first year mm-hmm. you know you have people it's kind of like your test year almost right kind right of work out the kinks yes. but in general spiritual direction anyone can receive spiritual direction yes yes but who can give spiritual direction in the sense of like who is this school geared for attracting well again in uh, the most common spiritual directors are pastors or priests right uh but most priests are you know 
you know, with a fewer number, they're really uh, over uh, inundated. Extended with yes. uh, everything they have yes. to do in general. And, and on top of it, uh, you know, priests and, and deacons, uh, oftentimes the reason they end up doing spiritual direction is because they're required to receive it. And so they're familiar with it. And they're trained in, in their formation? N- no. In no. No? No. Okay. Oh. No. Oh. No. Well, and see, that's who I think of when I think, oh, I need spiritual direction. I'm going to call the priest or the deacon. Because they've been or, formed. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But no, most, most priests are not formally trained in spiritual direction. Uh, in our diocese, uh, there are three that have been formally trained at this point. Wow. And of the uh, uh, 24 active deacons right now, there's one. And uh, the people in the room are looking at him right I was now. Just gonna right. <laughs> I was going to say, I think so. I'm looking at him. So. Uh, and again, uh, like, you know, at monasteries, some of the, you know, the nuns have done uh, spiritual direction. Yeah, sure. But really, anybody whose God is called to be a spiritual director uh, is who this is open for. And so it really, I mean, so it's really if you have that gift, and there are people that have the gift, but it's kind of like, mm, you know, not me. Um, yeah. Right. A common reaction when God asks you something. Oh, and if it isn't, not me. I mean, if you, oh, abs- that's a valid reaction. Yes. To, the first reaction to God asking you something, I don't think that's for me because you need to go deep into prayer with this idea that God is placing on you. And, and that's part of what the school is. We spend uh, each day, they're giving three scriptures to pray about, and mm-hmm. they're supposed to spend an hour each day on each scripture. Oh, wow. wow. And so it's very intense from that yeah. perspective because you're spending at least three hours in prayer on top of, you know, a couple, three hours of class in the morning. Uh, you have a small group that you actually do some sharing of what you mm-hmm. prayed about. And then you have two-hour classes at night. So it's very intense. But the other side is, I think I, uh, you know, Jack talked about VSI, you have some homework. Well, we don't really have too much <laughs> homework, and there's not really any tests. Jeez, uh, so see, Becky, this sounds geez, like it might be the might better. be a little better here. <laughs> this might be the better solution. It is two weeks, though. Two oh, solid weeks. Okay. Uh, three times. And so over a two-year period, so you start with mm-hmm. a two-week mm-hmm. okay. You start with a two-week uh, session. Uh, then you do have some some things like you have to do an eight day retreat or a, a nineteenth yeah. annotation, or if you want to do a thirty day uh, spiritual exercise, you could do that also. Uh, but then you go into then the next time you do another two weeks, uh, and then between the second and the third uh, session, you also have a practicum where you actually practice spiritual direction. And again, it's very structured for you. Sure. You have a mentor that kind of helps you. So you meet weekly with an individual for, you know, we say 16 weeks, but it's really 17 because you have the very first one where you have right. to give right. them the stuff. And then, so it's so, over those 17 weeks, it's a practice. So you learn how, how to, to do uh, spiritual direction. You learn how to do it through receiving it in a in a different way than well, if you had been. Well, under- no, there you're actually doing the directing. You're actually, oh. you're, oh, you're okay. actually directing another individual, but you have a mentor that you're contact right. with. Well, that's what. Yeah. Very- so you you have someone watching or being with you, so yes. that you're you're experiencing this idea of spiritual direction. If even if you've exper- experienced it, receiving it, you, you're doing both at that point, right? You're well, receiving the instruction from your mentor at the same time that you're directing well, yeah, spiritual direction you're, you're, to you're, the person. The, your mentor, again, you're, you need to be in spiritual direction anyway. 
on top of this. Right. I mean, you okay. just you need to have a spiritual director, or we'll f help you find a spiritual director throughout this process. But the mentor is simply there so you can talk about how the experience it was. Oh, you know okay. what? You know, oh, did you think about maybe you know asking them this, this, or right. maybe maybe you need to repeat that week because they weren't they were struggling with it based on what you're oh, telling no. me. Because in spiritual direction, as a spiritual director, if Becky was my you know if Becky was my directee. I can't tell anybody else about that. Right. Uh, right. It's between us. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and so it really is from that perspective. So even in that training, you, we can't talk the details. We can't talk details. We can just talk about the experience, how it went, how did it go, did you do these, did you follow the process right. that is right. all kind of laid out. And so it really helps you through the whole Right, the, the practical process. aspects right. yes. of it. Yes, right. yeah. So you're be, you're receiving you yourself are receiving instruction on how to give a better spiritual yes. direction. Yes, there you go. Is that okay? Yes. Well, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to find out a little bit more about this program, but also about what would person would need to have, what qualities they would need to have okay. to be a good spiritual director, and maybe if if they feel like that is what that call from God might look like. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Steve Tarnowski. I'm Director of Development for the Diocese of Superior. And I listen to Real Presence Radio almost as a form of meditation uh, to kind of cut through the clutter of life. Uh, to kick back and listen to the messages presented on Real Presence Radio and sometimes with a cup of coffee and and you need a moment of quiet. Uh, Real Presence Radio not only offers the messages, uh, but, but sometimes the, the quiet and the prayer that we all need to kind of to cut through that clutter and, and the hectic uh, life many of us lead. So uh, that's why I listen to Real Presence Radio and I... Uh, suggest anybody tune in and tell your friends. Um, it's, it's a wonderful moment of prayer and peace uh, in our daily lives. This is Larry French from Frederick, Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas, along with my amazing and talented co-host, Becky Barrett. And wow, you're totally overselling me. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear what I say about Amy Julian. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the end of the show, her head's like, nice, big. She's like, nice. a, yeah, because I'm all about, if you're co-hosting right. with me, you you are the cat's meow. Thank the you so much. ego matches the hair. Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, we are talking with Deacon Greg Sass about spiritual direction. And during the break, I've, like, what, I've never been part of spiritual direction. And we were discussing what, is, what happens during spiritual direction. And Deacon Greg, you had a very excellent explanation. Well, again, a lot of people have, you know, they say, oh, I've never experienced spiritual direction. And my comment was, often we go to confession, if your confession has probably taken 10 or 15 minutes, you're probably receiving spiritual direction in there. Um, again, not guaranteed. This is kind of my impression. Uh, again, just based on conversations that uh, I've had with different people. And, and so, again, there's a, that just shows me there's a need for spiritual directors mm-hmm. to be more available within the diocese because, in reality... Uh, like in Bishop uh, Peter's uh, Mewich's letter that he sent out to the priests and deacons, uh, there's an encouragement to have one or two spiritual directors at every parish. Not that everybody is going to seek out spiritual direction, right. but just to have them available can really enliven the Holy Spirit within the parish. If we can do that within the diocese, you know, if we just allow God to work, it's right. just amazing what God will uh, will accomplish. Uh, but he has to have people willing to say yes, be open to it, and to allow into that um, experience. So in reality, uh, you know, a lot of people could benefit from spiritual direction. If you're struggling in your prayer life, if you don't, you know, I don't know what God wants me to do. Uh, those are all indicators that you know you're seeking something, and that something could be spiritual direction. Yeah, that that's a really beautiful way of looking at it. You know, because we are all seeking God sometime of. The seeking involves, you know, looking at uh, just going to adoration, and we right. found God in adoration. Sometimes it's going to adoration, going to the, frequenting the sacraments, but sometimes you need a little more mm-hmm. than that to help with the direction, and that's right. where spiritual direction comes in. And, and part of part of what we do is it really it's de- helping people develop a prayer life because without the prayer life. It just there's a struggle. I mean, we're going to have that naturally. That you yeah, know, if right. we're not talking to God on a regular basis, because that's all prayer is. <laughs> he can't talk back. That's what, <laughs> exactly. Well, and he won't. In, he won't force himself on yep. you. Yep. Uh, you know, he's waiting for us to come to him, and so, uh, you know, again, and the, the most common way we come to him is is through Jesus, because Jesus, you know, God sent Jesus to represent humans, because we now have someone we can more physically make a connection to. And God showed us how to have that conversation. Because what did, what did Jesus often do? Go off by himself and pray to God. And that's what right. we're called to do, too. But we might struggle. You know, what's God saying to me? I'm sure Jesus didn't have the question about what God was saying to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but know, we, sometimes, we sometimes don't, you know, what are you saying? I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. I don't understand, you know, why are you quiet? And we might not just recognize that God's talking to us. Some other, in a, in right. a different in a way, way that, that we're not aware of. Yes. So spiritual direction isn't counseling. It's no. getting no. into the heart of prayer with, with a communication with God and learning how to do that 
for probably in, in our own unique way in which God is trying to reach us, right? Is that? It, yeah, it's, it's help clarify what God's trying to tell us. It really is just to help with that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God certainly understands us. Right. It's us trying to understand <laughs> him. The, the limitations the yes. of humans. Yes. Uh, but nonetheless, that's, I mean, God wants to be in that unique relationship with us. And yeah. he wants us to come to him. And so the spiritual direction can just uh, help with that whole process. That, I am looking forward to learning more about spiritual direction. And, and and if there's any spiritual directors out there that would like to take on a 42-year-old redhead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, just throwing out that disclaimer. Um, so now, when you're considering attending this um, Covenant School of Spiritual Direction, right? Who is an ideal candidate for this? Someone who has a lot of time on their hands? Well, it, it, not necessarily. <laughs> okay. Uh, because um, one, of, one of the people that have signed up is actually one of the priests in the diocese here. We have another uh, priest from another diocese that has signed up. Uh, and we know priests typically aren't, you know, sitting around twiddling their thumbs That's waiting true. for true. something to do. Uh, so it really is, it's really if, you know, you're willing to give that service, because that's really mm-hmm. what it amounts to. It's, it's a ministry from, that we do on a more one-on-one basis uh, that's not real public necessarily. Right. And so it's really, it's whoever has that, you know, potential gift. And again, it might be someone come up and say, can we just talk? Yeah. And you hear that all the time, and that it's something spiritual. Maybe you're being called to become a spiritual yeah, director, yeah, probably because That's, people keep coming to you and asking you. So God, you know, is placing that into your heart, that in, yes. Yeah, yes, in front of you for yes. you to prayerfully consider. Yes, and and so sometimes when we do that, well, yeah, I can talk to him about that. But oh, wait a minute, you mean as a this spiritual is, director? Oh, this is getting pretty heavy. Oh, wait a minute, I don't want to lead him the wrong path. Right. But the thing yeah. is, if you again. You have to have a good prayer life. Yeah. I mean, and again, part of the school will help you develop that. I know it changed my prayer life as I went through the school. Uh, the combination of what we did there, plus also uh, the annotation 19, which is what I had done. So the annotation 19 is basically it's like the 30-day exercise mm-hmm. spread out over like 30-some weeks. Okay. Uh, and you meet weekly, but you still have daily prayer. And so I just developed a better method of prayer through that and so even if you're thinking well maybe i won't be a spiritual director but i really need to work on my prayer life that would be something you could come Mm -hmm. and you could actually learn that uh and who knows maybe god's that's the entryway in that god's asking you to consider doing more so a a quality of a, a good spiritual director would be someone who can listen well an active listener right yes someone who is uh like you said has a strong prayer life uh, maybe someone who has, I would say, maybe some compassion or an ability to, to connect with a person with well, that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, that's going to be a, kind of a natural thing uh, to a degree. But we also don't want to get ourselves sucked and, into yeah, becoming right. you know, more than just that spiritual director. And so sometimes, so for instance, um, you know, a lot of times priests are both the confessor and the spiritual director. And like at my school, I had actually had a priest that come up and ask that question. You know, should I offer confession at the end of spiritual direction? And it was kind of, mm. Those are so separate from, I mean, right. Right. similar path to yes. connect with God, but very separate. Well, but, and- but confession, I mean, that totally changes. And so yeah. if something comes up in confession, the priest cannot bring it up about. to the person Right. Because right. even though they know about it, they cannot, cannot bring it up because they heard it in confession because the that's an internal of, yep, form. Got it. Yes. The seal of confession. Correct. So, so it becomes a little gray area with if yeah. you wanted to do, you'd have to have them at separate 
Yeah, well, right. so yeah, so the recommendation was if that was the case, you know, you go at, go to the confessional if you're in a church, you know, the priest now stops, change your layout, your format, yeah, and yeah. make it very make a very distinct uh, uh, separation. For us that aren't priests, it's That's much easier. We don't <laughs> have to worry about that. <laughs> we might hear confessions in there, but uh, it's still it's Whoa. you know we just can't do the absolution part, and so it becomes much simpler from that perspective. So, in the last few minutes of this interview, can you tell us like who is teaching the program and like where they can find more information about it, and if it's open to just here in the Rapid City Diocese or all over nope, the it's, it's, listening uh, area? It's open in the entire listening area. The easiest way to find uh, information, because we are connected in with the University of Mary, okay, and so uh, if there are some college credits capable, uh, you can get through that, and so uh, if you go to CSSD, Covenant School of Spiritual Direction, oh, dot O-N-E, so the word one. Okay. So CSSD dot one. Mm-hmm. That will take you right to University of Mary's, Mary's website, and it has a lot of detail there, and you can begin the application process right there. Uh, and again, it's nothing very complicated, uh, some basic information, but it does lay out the program. It talks about what we cover. Our uh, teachers this year, again, Mike and uh, Bev uh, Furman are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to actually do most of the what we call elements teaching, which okay. is kind of the morning session. They're going to do that for us uh, just to help us uh, develop that, which eventually will end up being probably a combination of, well, Probably initially it'll be, you know, Carol Brown and myself initially. Uh, but as we get some other people that come through the school, we will ask them to come teach one or two of the sessions yeah. uh, um, the day. And then the afternoon, it's a combination. We do some sharing. We actually do some actual practice, uh, spiritual direction within uh, within the group. So you haven't had a chance to do that. We'll we'll get you right into there and, Good. <laughs> and kind of start. Again, so it's, it's very, you get some really Hands practical right. stuff you see right away. And then, uh, then in the evening sessions, uh, there's different topics uh, each week. And so, like, uh, the first week, uh, uh, Dr. Carol Brown will be talking about just the masters of Christian prayer. Mm-hmm. So she'll spend a couple hours uh, for five days uh, talking about that. In the second week, uh, we have uh, Ellen uh, Hogarty uh, talking about spiritual direction, the rules of discernment. Um, Ellen uh, is actually she's down in uh, down New Mexico. I'm trying to remember now uh, exactly what uh, uh, what she does, but she's been like she's really a full time missionary okay. is really what she is, and so. Um, uh, and so we'll be bringing in speakers like that, whoever we can get, you know, this year because, boom, it's really right. fast. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people we might want to have come in aren't available to come right. because the schedules, yeah. you know, I mean, when you only get a few months out, most big speakers, I mean, you have to plan a oh, year right. or two right, years right, out. Right. And so. Right. so what are the dates of this first two weeks? So the very first two weeks, uh, it begins on Sunday, September 27th, and goes through Saturday, September 25th. Uh, you can get the brochure. 12th. 12th to the 25th. 12th through the 25th. And then, um, uh, then there, again, it's in September. The next couple years okay. right now is what we tentatively plan. Okay. We're looking at maybe moving the time just because, again, a number of teachers that are interested. September's not a really good time no. for them to be gone two weeks right at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. And so we might be moving that a little yeah, bit, too. Perfect. But, yeah, anybody is welcome to uh, to apply. Go to cssd.one, uh, We'll take you right to the University of Mary's website. 
a lot of details are right there. Uh, and uh, yeah, or you can contact me uh, here at the Chancery, or you can contact Carol up at the Sioux Spiritual Center. Uh, there's Excellent. also information there on their on that Perfect. website too. Well, thank you so much, Deacon Greg, for joining us today, and we appreciate all the information you've given us about spiritual direction. Um, I guess Becky, we have a big choice to make: spiritual direction or VSI. We do. Oh boy. So, well, we can do it. <laughs> I'll be looking for your application. I was going to say we'll go into prayer. <laughs> the chapel's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we are going to talk to Jermaine Littlebear and get the whole scoop on Nicholas Black Elk and the Native American Ministry Office plans for the upcoming fall. So. Stay with us here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 